This week is Stephen. My name is Stephen. So let me begin by saying I'm an idiot. So last week, so this is, so here's, here's a brief backstory. Uh, backstory boys, backstory boys. Sorry. Um, I, it's been an interesting week already. So it's Tuesday. Oh, a couple things. Watch this. Watch how my mind splinters uh, as I record this episode. It's going to be great. Uh, you're going to want to share this with your friends. It's Tuesday. It's my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. You're the best. Um, I was thinking about, uh, it's weird. Facebook is weird, right? <laughs> I'm serious. This is going to be a great stream of consciousness. I, I literally just going to see where my words take me. Oh my gosh, that's a song. Write that down. Anyway, I was thinking about what to say uh, to Chris for his birthday. And of course, I was thinking about what I was going to say on Facebook. And I'm thinking now about how weird that is, right? Why Facebook? I should have emailed him. Chris, I should have sent you an email. I should have said, man, um, thank you so much for uh, just the sort of brother you've been to me. Chris and I are half brothers. We have a mother in common. um, And we have different fathers. But I... It's strange to me, I never ever thought of him as a, and I don't today, think of him as a half-brother. He's my brother. He's my family, my blood, right? Um, but it's weird that I thought, of, I thought about what I wanted to say on Facebook. It's, it's funny what Facebook has done to us. Now, I will say this. I didn't once think about calling Chris. We're, we're not callers, too, too much anyway. Um, I don't like talking on the phone. But I could have emailed him. I, I could have texted him. I could have said, hey, hey. Chris, <laughs> happy birthday. I love you, and I'm so proud to be your brother, and I, I hope this is the best. And I said something like all that on Facebook, but it's weird, isn't it? What's the extra benefit of doing it on Facebook? Other people get to see that I love my brother and hope he has a happy birthday? I guess maybe that's okay. I'm certainly not ashamed of my love for my brother, and I'm definitely proud. I want the whole world to know how great he is and how great I think he is. So I, I guess that's not weird, but it is strange that we, we now have an audience for parts of our lives that don't really require one, right? My message from my brother requires an audience of one, him, right? I should tell him, hey, happy birthday to you. But then I guess to, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually debating this in real time, both sides, without changing my voice. It would help if I changed my voice for one of the arguments. But I, I guess Facebook is good insofar as it allows folks who maybe don't otherwise email or don't communicate to just hop in and say, hey, fella or lady I haven't seen in a while. I, I see it's your birthday. I hope it's a happy one. And I, and I think people, you know, people who stop their day to write happy birthday on my, what's it called? Is it called a timeline or my wall? Whatever it's called now. People who stop their day to do that, that I'm, I appreciate that. Um, it's 4.7 seconds to type happy birthday, I'm sure, if that. But still, it's an active volition. It's a volitional act of action to say, hey, happy birthday. So I don't know. Maybe it's not bad. But for the folks who are really close to you, maybe don't let Facebook become a, uh, would surrogate be the right word? A replacement? Don't let it take the place of actual genuine communication. Maybe that's the cautionary tale. Don't let Facebook become the relationship. So what you should do is do a podcast and then take the first few minutes to say, to tell your brother that you love him and think he's great <clears throat> after you've already said that on Facebook. And scene. That's the first thing. But no, so I'm an idiot. Back to that. 
Last week, I remember now, because I don't always listen to the full podcast back. You know how actors don't like to watch themselves in movies sometimes. Sometimes I feel that way about the podcast. So I love the intro and outro music as created by um, The Boy, my producer. I love that. I mean, I love the way that works. and I love the interludes he drops in and when he edits. And <clears throat> sometimes I'll say, th- say something and I'll think, man, that was really quite clever. By and large, though, I'm not a huge fan of listening to the podcast all the way through. I talk too fast and I make this weird sound with my mouth. and <laughs> Otherwise known as all the words that I say. <laughs> anyway, but I was just remembering as I... Before I hit the record button for this episode, I was remembering that I had made a a plea to the thousands of you listening uh, at home and abroad to engage with me on the Twitters, at SJ McClure. And I realized, to my discredit and dismay and horror all at once, that I had not actually looked at Twitter all week. And so I went to look. And then I thought, you know what? No one's going to have said anything. Come on. Let's be real, right? There might be six of you, um, and you, you all have things to do. Um, but I checked the Twitters anyway. I don't even have the Twitter app on my phone. Um, I don't even have a phone. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I went to Twitter's mobile website, and to my relief, surprise, utter amusement, there was a comment from a friend of mine. Uh, his name's Levi. I don't think he'd mind me saying his name. His name's Levi. And he, he actually mentioned me on the Twitters. And so, Levi, I ask for your forgiveness. In fact, I, I think I even made like a promise. I, I made a commitment that I would respond to every legitimate Twitter whatever. And I didn't. And so I ask for your aggregate, all of you. I ask for your forgiveness. I failed all of you, but Levi, more than everybody else, I failed you. Um, So I ask for your forgiveness. I do repent. I want to turn from that behavior. I'm going to download the Twitter app as soon as I'm done recording this, and I'm going to respond to you um, effusively. Well, at least, you know, as much as 140 characters. Is it still 140 characters? Is that still what it is? I'll have to check that out. Um, So I'm sorry. But 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 my commitment still holds, even though now my word means nothing. I'm going to download the app, and I'm going to be uh, diligent, militant even, in my adherence to, in my, I'm going to keep an eye on Twitter and respond. So at, that's at, right, the little at symbol, S-J McClure, S-J-M-C-C-L-U-R-E. Talk to me. I promise I'm going to be better. Um, like Coldplay says in Fix You. I promise I will learn from my mistakes and I will try, Levi, Levi, listen to me. I will try to fix you. His comment was about, um, we had, I had talked last week about, do we have to all have to agree and believe the same thing? And his comment was about, you know, belief and unity. And he talked about the danger divides happening when we don't listen to each other. And, and he, he went on to say, that by listening, he mean he meant like actually not talking and really listening. I think that's a really valid point. I, I think he he highlights something that I've been thinking about this week, and and maybe it's not what he. I might be misappropriating his point, but I've been thinking a lot about this whole idea of how deeply um, bound to the idea of being right that we are. And I think if I talked about this, what's interesting to me about me among other things, 
is that really I, I, I find myself coming back to the same three or four ideas over and over, really through my whole life, right? I talked a few weeks ago about grace, grace and the idea of God's grace, the uh, absolute depth of God's grace, the unplumbable depths, if you will, the, the unfathomable nature, the riches of God's grace. It's, it's been a, something I've been fascinated by and, and deeply attracted to my whole life, partly because, if I'm being really honest, I don't always believe it. I think to myself, there's no way God's grace can be as real as I, as, as I think I need it to be for my life. I have exhausted the riches of God's grace. I'm sure of it. And time after time, I feel, I would say by the witness of the very Spirit of God, um, I, would, I, I feel his grace sweep in and remind me that uh, grace is in fact true. So there's grace. I talked a few episodes back about the idea of brokenness, right? The, the two are so closely tied, right? God's grace shines bright in the darkness of my brokenness, right? It dispels the darkness of my brokenness so that my life, though the things I have wrought might be wrong, my life is made right by his goodness. So brokenness and grace, and then this idea, this idea, uh, this third idea, this, this notion of like the idolatry of being right, so I can't remember if I've talked about it already. I don't want to be a broken record or a broken podcast. But man, we love being right. And I was thinking today about, I was trying to think, and I didn't, I didn't look in the Bible. I didn't do any Google searches. I was just thinking about if we have any sense at all from the record we have of Jesus, so the, what the gospel writers recorded him as saying, right? What, they want, what, the, what we have from them. How often he he concerned himself with being right. In other words, if we look at the life of Jesus, do we see that? Do we see him asserting? Who I overenunciated that word, didn't I? Wow. Do <laughs> do do we see him asserting his rightness? What do we see him doing? And then I thought much more generally. This is the last thought I have before I hit the the record button, or actually the last thought coming home from work today. I thought, do we look like Jesus at all? I mean, do we really? we are so damned preoccupied with being right that we forget to be uh, spent. We forget, to, we forget to, to be used on behalf of someone else. We, we forget to spend our energy to make someone else's life better. We spend so much time asserting our rightness that we forget that Jesus didn't die to make us right. I don't know. Do we look like Jesus? I think, you know, I'm sure there's a conference somewhere, probably run by Andy Stanley, <laughs> that's predicated uh, on the idea of do churches in America today look like Jesus? Do we look like Jesus? And I don't, I don't really know the answer. I'm afraid sometimes, I'm afraid a lot of the time we don't. We have, I was having a conversation with some folks at work, and there was a, there was talk around the idea of us versus, and this this wasn't in a spiritual context. It was about just work stuff. The idea of us versus them came up, and it. I then had a secondary conversation with someone about that idea and how that's a it's a weird thing to pursue that notion of us versus them. And I I then had the thought, wait a minute, <clears throat> that is what's happening in the American church. It is what's happening all over the place, right? Christians are are becoming. Uh, enraptured with the notion of us versus them, right? Uh, 
whether it's gun control or marriage equality or planned parenthood or the day you worship on or whether you can or can't drink beer or the words you use, it's our our Christian lives are built around a series of us's versus them's. And it occurred to me, whatever your us versus them, Jesus would almost always be with the them. Jesus was with the them, whoever they are or they were. And I don't care what you think about, frankly, anything, because it's my podcast and you can start your own. But I, I, I think you, you might find it really difficult to contradict that notion that Jesus associated with the them of his day. And I think if he were here now on the earth, he would be with the them. Whatever your church's them is, he would be with them. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. you see the world as us versus them, if you see the world as protecting yourself from them, protecting your family from them, protecting your religious rights from them, okay, I guess do that. But think about whether or not this is true, that Jesus would be with them. So if you still have your bracelet, WWJD, you need to answer that question really honestly. Ooh, that got real, real fast. So in summary, Chris, happy birthday. I love you. You really are. You're just a great brother, a good friend, wonderful uncle. And I believe you're going to be a really, really wonderful father. Levi, I'm so sorry. I ask your forgiveness. I beg your mercy. And give me a second chance. And not just leave all of you out there, my throngs of followers, my this weekers, don't leave me hanging, I guess, in the lurch. Tweet me, Twitters me, at SJ McClure. I will get back to you, I promise. Until we're together again. Oh, oh all the stuff. I forgot all the stuff. Sure, StephenJMcClure.com. I think uh, we'll try to do another Don't Trust This Man here soon. Uh, I've already talked about the Twitters. Um... Listen, I really would love if you have a, if you have some kind of gathering, church or faith group or whatever, and you think it'd be fun to have me come talk in person, I'd love to. Check out the website, stephenjimclow.com. We'll see what we can make happen. Uh, until we're together again, be nice, be well, be with them. Bye.